Hello and welcome back to the Worthy of Sea podcast. This is Chip Stewart. It's Wednesday, the 6th of September, 2023. And during this episode, I would like to remind us that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. I I don't want us to lose sight of this fact because it has a direct impact on us, how we live our lives, and what we're to do, um, especially uh, in the presence of of non-believers. You know, what is our what is our response? What's, what is our response to them? What's our responsibility to them? Um, this statement, Jesus came to save sinners, affects the way we act. And there's certainly a lot of, of scripture that gives more detail to this. But I want to start out in Luke chapter 5, uh, in verse 27, and reading through 32. And you can find this also in Mark chapter 2. Uh, verses 15 through 17. Um, And it starts out, After this, he went out, talking about Jesus, and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I have long thought about what what does he mean here? Who are the righteous and who are the sinners that he's talking about here? Um, When it it comes to the righteous, there was two things I had in mind. I, I, I always thought, well, this is the self-righteous. These are those people like the Pharisees who think um, that their own righteous acts will get them to heaven. The, the other option here is that Jesus is talking about those who are already declared righteous through their faith and works. And, and the reason why I say faith and works is that we demonstrate our faith through our works. But it's a belief. It's believing God and what he says. And then, and the the whole um, James lays out the whole faith and works argument. Uh, in in one verse that will will highlight this is uh, James chapter two verse twenty three. And so, the more I've thought about it, the more I fall out on you know Jesus there saying he's he's not calling the righteous to repentance because the righteous already have they have repented and they believe in God, they walk before the face of God and repent of their sins, and believe God in what he has already said in, uh, in the Old Testament. They are, they are righteous in that way, like, like, uh, like Abraham was considered righteous. So I would fall on the side of that. Those are who Jesus is talking about here is the righteous. He is instead calling, he has come to call the sinners to repentance, those people who have not already repented, so that they can, be, so that they can have salvation through him. We have to understand that God sees all of humanity as sinners in need of redemption. When you look at Romans chapter 3, starting at verse 9 and going through verse 12, um, Paul says here in, the letter, in, in his letter to the Romans that no one is righteous, no, not one. And these are really echoes of Psalm uh, 14, verses 1 through 3. And here, starting at verse 9, it says, For we have, we have already charged that all... Both Jews and Greeks are under sin, as it is written, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. 
So this is the way God sees humanity. All of humanity are sinners in need of redemption, and they are incapable of redeeming themselves. Now, there's another viewpoint, um, and this is held by many people, and they, they see humanity like this, as good and bad people. But when you, when you look at these two views, they are not the same views. God sees humanity as, as, all, as made up of all sinners in need of redemption. But this other view says that there are good and bad people that really, if you, if you look at the way this is described, it's implying that the good people can get to heaven based on their works, where your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds and you'll get there. But th- that's not the way God sees it. When you see humanity the way God sees humanity, you understand that there's only one way to heaven, and that is through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, who here said he came to call the sinners, he came to call sinners to repentance. And then in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 17, Paul in his letter to Timothy declares that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So this, to me, wraps it all together. Jesus is here to call sinners to repentance. And now he's declaring that Jesus came in the world to save sinners, writ large, period, all of them. So it says here, I thank, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointed me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me repeat verse 15. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We have to remember that person, that, that purpose that, that is stated here, that our Lord and Savior came and became a man to do this very thing. And this was an example, for, and, and Paul was an example for, for who, all who were to believe in him, in him being Jesus Christ, for eternal life. So he died for sinners, but those sinners have to believe, have to believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again from the dead and accept him as, as Lord and Savior and repent of their sins um, to, to have that imputed, to have his, his righteousness imputed to them. And we also have to remember, like Paul was describing himself as being ignorant and unbelief, had, had been formerly a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent opponent of, of Jesus Christ, of God. Um, we have to remember that we too were in a similar situation. And by understanding this, it helps us to better relate to the people who are still not saved, the sinners who, who have not yet repented of their sins and believed on the name of Jesus Christ. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-11, it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. 
and such were some of you. He's speaking about about us. Before we were saved, we fell into these categories, and we need to be humble and remember that, that Christ Jesus saved us out of our sin. And such were some of you, such was I, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit, and by the Spirit of our God. This should give us a spirit of humility and and that desire to take the gospel, the good news to those around us so they too can be saved like we have been saved, saved out of this life of sin. And Jesus Christ instructs us to do that. When you, when you read Matthew chapter 28, right at the very end, verses 18 through 20, here Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." So here's our commandment to make disciples. And those disciples are going to come from the sinners around us who repent of their sins and believe on the name of Jesus Christ. And our responsibility is to make disciples of them. And part of that is teaching them to observe, teaching them to obey all that Jesus has commanded us. You must remember that important point when it comes to making disciples. And we're also told not to judge those outside the church. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 12 and 13, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Outsiders being those outside the body of Christ, those outside of profess, those who profess the name of Christ. Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? So we are supposed to judge those in the, inside the church. God, this is verse 13, God judges those outside. So we are not to judge those outside the church. They're already under the judgment of God. He is going to judge them. It is our responsibility to take the good news to them so that they hear that Christ died for them, died and paid the penalty for their sins, and for them to accept him as their Lord and Savior and repent of those sins that they've committed. This life, this is the only shot they have. And who are they going to hear the, the good news from? It's us. It's us. And we're not to judge them because we once were like them, except for the grace of God who has saved us. We need to remember this and, and be humble and, and obedient to our Lord to go out and spread his good news, like he, is, like he has directed us, like he has commanded us. So I, I hope this has been helpful. I, I hope it helps to recalibrate um, our attitude when it comes to our responsibility to those people outside the church. And we're supposed to love them. We're supposed to shine the light of Christ for them so that, so that they see his goodness. And, and we're not to judge them. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and he's made us a part of that. All glory to his name. Amen.